What up, what up, what up? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. We're going to start by going over the 28 players that signed with CSU as part of the 2022 recruiting class. Also some nice walk-ons that CSU was able to add. Before we dive into that, Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners, with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. Especially in Colorado, the the housing market out here is just stupid. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off your plate. They have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, not only can you enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat, most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. The awesome thing about Mike and Virginia is that they are DNVR members themselves. They're CSU alum. They're really down-to-earth, big sports fans, just good people. And I know that's who you want to work with when you're doing something as big as this. Head to dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat, or give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from DNVR Rams sent you. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, let's get it started in here. The bass keeps running, running. All right, that song's been stuck in my head for like two weeks, and so now it gets to be stuck in yours too. Let's dive into it. The, uh, the early period has kind of taken some of the, the luster out of you know, National Signing Day it used to be this big time event that everybody was glued in onto ESPN for. You know, at, at this point of the season, obviously now that that takes place in in December, and I don't love it to be honest for a lot of reasons. I I just think it it leads to a lot of wonky situations with coaches. I mean, if if you look right now, there's rumors that Brian Harson might get fired at Auburn, like an entire class just signed with Auburn and now you're going to dismiss your coach. I mean, and, and that's, and that's happening now. Think about all the coaching changes that happened back in December. I just think it, I don't know. I think you could make the process a little bit less wonky if you just went back to the original process. I mean, I, I get why they do have it, but I also think it leads to a lot of headaches, but maybe I'm just getting old, you know, maybe this is just an old man opinion of mine. I liked it the other way. It changed, doesn't seem as good to me, but again, you know, I, I am set my ways. Uh, looking at this class, the Rams signed 28 total, 19 on offense, 9 on defense. 13 of them were FBS transfers, so CSU really leaning hard on the transfer portal. The vast majority of those guys coming over from Nevada, but not the only programs that the Rams were able to add some talent from. Also able to pick up a couple of Power 5 guys, uh, one of the top-rated JUCO players in the country. So just going to kind of dive into all of it, not necessarily going to name every single player and give info on on uh, every single guy, but we will dive into just kind of the highlights, you know, talk about some of the big-time players. I've already talked about most of these guys. There wasn't anybody that was new that signed on on Wednesday, but there were six guys that came onto campus 
this semester that were not a part of the original recruiting class. So we can kind of just go over everybody again real quickly. Um, some of the, some of the major takeaways from this class would be that I, I think the biggest is just that there's an identity with the recruiting approach again. You know, I had so many former players tell me when Adazio was hired and we kind of saw what his approach was going to be that, you know, trying to lean on these Northeast connections was just very likely never going to work. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's too different culturally. I'm not saying it can't. I'm not saying you can't have a guy come over from that part of the country and have it work out. It's just one of those things where CSU and CU football, when they've been the most competitive consistently, they've had a strong recruiting presence on the West Coast in Texas and in places where, I mean, you see people moving to Colorado from. Like, there's a lot of people from California here. There's a lot of people from Texas here. It makes sense that, you know, you can have success in bringing those guys in and, and not necessarily have them come in and feel, you know, totally out of place or like there's culture shock because that is something you have to consider. I mean, it's it's a big enough change going to college for the first time, let alone if you're, you know, going across the country and if you maybe don't necessarily even want to go to CSU, you know, you just went there because it was your best offer because like a power five school pulled late or something like that. But while there are exceptions to it, I think in general, it just makes a lot of sense to have a very specified recruiting approach and and places that you recruit heavily that you can really develop those relationships. Obviously, Colorado has to be in the mix, even more so than CU, I think, just because, you know, CU being the the Pac-12 school, there's some appeal that comes with that and obviously a lot of chances to go back to California. But that's it's not like CSU can't use that same approach. There's plenty of California schools here in the Mountain West, and the Mountain West is obviously competing really well. So the Rams, you know, going out there and, and landing top talent, it's it's not unrealistic. And we're seeing that with this staff. It's just a night and day approach, 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 getting tongue-tied. Um, you know, I, I do think you have to be able to land some diamond in the rough types, especially when you're a program like CSU. And, and I do want to see them, you know, especially on a local front, you know, kind of be able to get some of those guys. But also, you know what else wins? Just having a lot of talent. Like, development matters, and, and what you do with that talent definitely matters. But just having elite talent puts you at, at such an advantage. I mean, it's not, you're not at an uphill climb, you know, trying to develop all these guys and then playing catch-up constantly because you just have raw athletes that have a ton of skill. And what we're seeing from these coaches is just that they're not, afraid to, to kind of swing for the fences, you know, flipping Mackay Fox late from, from UCLA. That's a big time commitment. A couple of four stars in this recruit recruiting class. If you count Clay Millen, who obviously transfers over from Nevada, just having that strong presence, you know, you can, you can develop recruiting ties. You can bring in kids that, that make sense culturally that aren't going to feel, you know, completely out of place. They're going to ha- have a better chance to succeed on a more consistent basis. You know, like, I know you do have to be able to go other places, you know, go into Florida and, and land talent when you can. CSU's obviously had a, plenty of talented kids come from there as well, and, and Louisiana and, and places like that. I just think when that's the majority of your recruiting class at CSU, consistently, it's probably not going to pan out. I mean, it didn't for Mike Bobo. I get why he was, you know, so drawn to players in that region. He had coached there for decades. He had all these ties there. You know, he's thinking I can go in and, and pull some of these guys that are SEC caliber talent, bring them out to the Mountain West. But, you know, a lot of those guys, they just, 
I really think they came to CSU because they they didn't get the opportunity that they wanted at a bigger school down there. And well, you don't have to be in love with the school, you know, you just you have to be willing to to buy in. And a lot of those guys didn't. And, you know, that's why a lot of them, you know, didn't last very long. There there are some guys that that panned out really well, you know. Dante Wright is a great example of that. I mean, what a what a home run. And if, and if you didn't go into Florida, you know, you wouldn't be able to get a guy like Dante Wright. But I, I don't think we're going to see this new staff, you know, recruiting Delaware and, and New Hampshire and, and stuff like that. I guess they did land CJ Onyeki from Rutgers, who's a New Jersey native. So, you know, <laughs> every now and then, again, there's always exceptions. I just think you need to have a foundation with what you do. And the foundation with what this staff is doing is really encouraging because while I, I did like that Adazio was was recruiting a lot of local guys, he wasn't necessarily recruiting a ton of local guys that, you know, had an interest from the major schools. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see some of these guys that ended up signing with FCS schools, you know, come on as as preferred walk-ons and, and compete at CSU. But, you know, who I really want them to land is, is the guys we're seeing that leave the state and go on to have success in, in the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and all those type of all those type of guys that CSU and CU haven't even been in the mix on because they haven't had success. You know, you got to establish that success and then you're going to be able to land some of the top local guys. But I think to establish success, you have to just bring in talent as a whole. And the Rams are doing that and they're doing it with an approach that's replicable. You know, they're establishing roots. It's just really encouraging to see all around. Um, Of the 28 signees, 13 from the West Coast, you know, that are 13 from California, two from Washington, so 15 from the West Coast. Uh, guys that have played a big part in that, tight end coach Chad Savage, who's also one of the head honchos in, in recruiting, and, and running backs coach James Finley, who was recently brought over from Matter Day High School. You know, I don't, I don't know what kind of work these guys are going to do, how successful they'll be as position coaches. We'll have to kind of wait and see on that. You know, I'm not saying they'll be bad. I'm not saying they'll be good. I'm just saying we have to wait and see it's clear though that their recruiting prowess is is significant, and it's clear that there's a lot of guys on this staff whose value is is mainly in recruiting, and I think that's a big difference between Adazio and Norvell is just understanding just how important recruiting is. I'm not saying Adazio didn't understand it. I just feel like he felt like he could come out to the Mountain West, and because he was so much smarter than everyone and, and such a better you know developer of talent, you know, again saying this in quotes that he'd be able to get these guys that nobody else wanted and, and coach them up and, and still be able to win because he's just that damn good. Well, the talent, it might not be the SEC, it might not be the ACC, but you still have to fucking recruit. So I'm just really encouraged that everything the staff is doing, I'm encouraged by the type of talent they were able to land. I'm encouraged in, in the approach that they're, they're laying it out with. I'm encouraged with the, the roots they've been able to establish and, and, Colorado, but especially Los Angeles, man. There's just there's so much football talent out there. And they went out and they really hit it hard. I mean, you get multiple guys from Englewood. They got Mackay Fox from Pasadena. I mean, they're getting people from Compton, from South Central. It's just, it's what this team needs. You got to be able to land some of that top talent if you want to be able to compete consistently with, you know, Utah State and Fresno State and San Diego State and Boise State. They're recruiting, I promise you that. And now CSU is as well. You know, I feel like after kind of taking a couple steps back in that regard, they're, they're right back in, in the thick of things and, and right where they, they should be. I mean, with the amount of money that CSU spends, with the amount of resources that they have, the facilities, you know, they shouldn't be 
you know, a middle of the pack team in the conference. Every single year, they should be one of the top three recruiting classes in the Mountain West, if not the top recruiting class in the Mountain West. And again, a lot of that comes with success and winning. Anyways, I don't want to be a broken record here. I'm just encouraged. I'm going to dive into some of the guys here, but real quick, the moment that we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, that's okay. You can experience Super Bowl 56 with the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR, get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's with the promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, I also want to shout out the homies over at Sexy Pizza. We had Sexy Pizza at every Broncos tailgate that we hosted this year. It's delicious. And to finish up the NFL season, we have a special discount offer for our fans. If you are looking to host a Super Bowl party, maybe you're going to a friend's for the big game, you need to bring something hit up sexy pizza on saturday and sunday the 12th and 13th our fans can get two 16 inch pizzas for 29.99 when they order online using the promo code sexy super bowl what is sexy pizza you ask 13 years in the denver community it's as local as it gets they have a hand tossed deck oven pizza with made from scratch each morning dough they've got a 12 inch a 16 inch or an 18 inch crust whatever you're feeling they have all the fixins between wings, salads, pasta, nuts, dessert options. They also have vegan options, a delicious 12-inch gluten-free crust. Literally everything that they have is a can't-miss hit. They do not miss. Order online. Go to www.sexy.pizza. Get two 16-inch pizzas for $29.99 when you use the promo code SEXYSUPERBOWL. Again, this offer is only available Saturday and Sunday of Super Bowl weekend. Make sure to get in on this sweet deal while you can. All right, let's dive into some of these position groups here, starting with Clay Millen. He transfers over from Nevada, originally from Snowsquamie, Washington, Mount Si High School product, four-star recruit at a high school, originally committed to Arizona before flipping over to Nevada, had a ton of interest from CU, so ending up in Fort Collins is a win. A dude that, if you watch his high school tape, I mean, just an absurd arm, Threw for 3,000 yards as a junior with 34 touchdowns and one interception. Also ran for 273 yards and five touchdowns. Pandemic, unfortunately, limited his senior year. But in two games, he still had 435 yards and six touchdowns. <laughs> Was a first-team All-State selection, the 4A Offensive Player of the Year, and a team captain as both a junior and senior. Big-time addition. I would say he's... Obviously, the, the front runner to be the starting quarterback at CSU did appear in two games with the Wolfpack last year and, and just kind of some late duty was the heir apparent to take over the air raid. You know, I, I think they're saying all the right things. Matt Mummy, when we had our opportunity to meet with him, said, you know, he's not being handed anything. You know, he didn't come here with the expectation that he's just going to be guaranteed the starter. He's going to have to earn it. 
But given that he already has a year in the system, he's trusted enough to go into the game, I would say very highly unlikely that he is not the starting quarterback this fall, barring injury, which can always happen. You know, knock on wood, would hate to see anything like that happen to anyone. You know, that would that would just be a bummer. All right, the second of three quarterbacks, Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, six foot three freshman out of Alito High School in Texas, completed 114 of 171 passes for 2,051 yards, 24 touchdowns, one interceptions as a senior. Mummy talked about how he is one of the best passers in the state of Texas, so a nice addition for CSU. And then the third quarterback, Jackson Stratton, six foot four, two hundred and five pounds, out of La Jolla, California. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. La Jolla? La Jolla? I don't know. He was originally committed to Washington, had that offer pulled, ends up at CSU, completed 312 of 515 passes in his career, almost 5,000 yards, 52 touchdowns, only 19 interceptions, 248 rushing yards, seven touchdowns on the ground, three-star recruit according to 247 Sports. I will add that he is a walk-on, but CSU also did recently pick up a commitment from a Jace Irving Bella at a Pueblo South High School. So four different quarterbacks coming into the mix this this season, and they're going to need it. I mean, they need bodies. We'll kind of have to see what happens with Evan O'Lace. I haven't seen anything on him yet. Definitely doesn't feel like an air raid QB, but seems like a good kid. I wouldn't have any issue with him sticking around or anything like that. Add running back, the Rams added Avery Morrow, who's the number two back for the Wolfpack, but played well against CSU especially. We saw him get more playing time as the season went on. 5'11", 215 pounds, scored against CSU. Him and Torrey Horton, both both guys, both of those guys coming over, really nice additions. Um, at the receiver room, the Rams added Torrey Horton and Melquan Stovall from Nevada. I've talked about them plenty. Horton, a guy that you can stretch the field with, kind of, the next Romeo dubs, not quite as big, but, you know, a, a really an awesome deep threat. We saw him kill CSU in, in the finale. And then Melquan Stovall, more of a slot type, adding him really valuable, just being able to kind of coach up some of the receivers. I think getting a guy like Stovall in here will be big, especially for, for Dante Wright, you know, kind of show him, show him the ropes a little bit. Uh, they also had Coyote Jr. at a Cherry Creek, the only Adazio commit that ended up signing with CSU. Everyone else ended up going to... FCS programs for the most part. A couple guys ended up at South Dakota State. Uh, Cooper Walton ends up at Montana. Good spots for them to land, and, and I'm happy for them. Um, but just kind of a unique situation here. Also, Justice Ross Simmons from Inglewood High School, one of three Inglewood commits. Louis Brown, uh, wide receiver, the other Inglewood High School. Makai Fox from Pasadena, four-star, who flipped over from UCLA, has crazy stats. At tight end, Peter Montini transfers over from Nevada. Kind of an athlete, played both ways. Um, he, he's projected to be a tight end here, but he was more of like a fullback and a linebacker when he was with the Wolfpack. We will see what kind of impact he makes. And Jordan Williams, who actually played wide receiver in high school, but 6'5", 200 pounds, coming out of St. Paul High School on Chino Hills. He'll be a tight end as well. On the offensive line, Jacob Gardner, Gray Davis, and Trevin Heal all come over from Nevada. I would imagine Gardner starts as does Gravis or Gravis <laughs> as does Gray Davis this season. Uh, you, you like the frame that Heel has at 6'3", 280 pounds. Dante Keys comes over from Florida International, fifth year guy, six foot five, three hundred pounds. And Dante Bivens comes over from Tulsa, six foot four, three hundred and twenty-five pounds. 
I imagine those guys are in contention to start for CSU at tackle this season. Rounding out the offensive line, um, Aaron Karras comes from Pomona High School, originally committed to Nevada, flipped to CSU once they hired Norvell. Six foot six, 310 pounds. You love that kind of size. Coming out of high school and you love CSU landing a local guy, one of three players from Colorado to sign in this 2022 class. On the defensive side, uh, a couple of defensive linemen. First, Marshawn Oxley, the third player out of Inglewood High School. He's six foot three, 230 pounds. Norvell actually talked about how they really kind of just landed him because the other two guys from Inglewood committed. He was a Oxley was originally committed to San Diego State. Ends up flipping, so a nice, nice little flip within the conference for CSU on that one. They also bring in Newer Gatkuth, who comes from Champion Prep out in Atlanta, originally from Edmonton, Alberta, up in Canada. Six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds, so great size for a guy coming out of high school. Telvis Tioti at Nevada didn't play a ton this year, but six foot three, two hundred and sixty-five pounds, really expected to to make a, a difference on the interior. And a big-time addition. I mean, he picked up an offer from Nebraska. His dad used to coach there. His dad's now the defensive line coach at Oregon. So this is a guy who has football, you know, in his DNA. I was expected, you know, to start next year. For the Wolfpack, imagine we'll be in the conversation to start for CSU this fall. At linebacker, they had C.J. Onyeki from Rutgers, kind of an edge-type player, six foot one, 250 pounds. You know, the Rams, they have some pieces to work with in that front seven when you look at Daquan Jackson coming back, you know, Muhammad Kamara, some of these guys. Adding a veteran like Onyeki is big. I, I'm really excited to see what he's able to do. Finally, in the secondary, we've got Chigoze Anusium. He comes over from Cal, a very experienced player, played a lot over the last two and a half seasons. Imagine he will start at cornerback for the Rams, as will A.J. King, who comes over from Nevada. One of the guys I'm really excited to see is DeAndre Greeley, a cornerback that comes over from the College of San Francisco, the third-rated player out of the state, JUCO player, I should say, out of the state of California. Had 10 interceptions this year, had an interception to pick six in their state championship game. Just a big-time playmaker. I mean, it's it's been a while since the Rams had that guy that you felt like on any given night could take one back. You know, you maybe have to go back to, like, Bernard Blake, probably. I mean, DeAndre Elliott had a, had a nice career as well, but really, really intrigued by some of these defensive backs. And uh, the, the high school DB that the Rams added was Corey Lambert Jr., a safety at a brother Martin High School in Louisiana. Six foot one, 200 pounds. Uh, we've seen his dad be really active on social media, shouting out CSU. That's the type of stuff you want to see. Again, you know, like if you do go into the South, you want to get guys that legitimately want to play for this program, that want to, that believe in the coaches, that are happy at the school. Again, you know, people like Dante Wright, you see how great his family's been in, in the CSU community. It seems like, you know, Corey Lambert Jr. are going to be very similar. And that kind of stuff is, is great to see because those are the type of players that tend to stick around. Finally, CSU added uh, Patty Turner from Nevada, 6'3", 175, Australian punter who is expected to start for the Wolfpack next season, redshirt freshman. It's going to be so weird to see anybody other than Ryan Stonehouse out there. He literally started for CSU in every home game in Canvas Stadium so far. Think about that. There has not been a home game in which Ryan Stonehouse did not play in, not in the new stadium at least. So it's the end of an era He's killed it at the Shrine Bowl, which is great to see. 
really think he's going to get drafted. Again, the, the whole punting process is really weird. You know, I, I don't understand how Hayden Hunt didn't end up making it, but I will say, as accurate as Hunt was, and he was a weapon, he didn't have the, the type of booming leg that Stonehouse does. And I think people are just going to fall in love with him when they watch him just kick absolute bombs. All right, that is uh, that is it for the 28 signees. Uh, again, a couple of walk-ons as well. I apologize if I don't name them all. Just kind of searching through Twitter. Um, I guess Matt Greenwald, who comes over from Boise State, former Fairview star Boulder, is a, is a walk-on. I assumed he would be on scholarship. Um, as well as defensive back Donovan Collins from TCU, assuming those guys are, are still coming over to CSU. And then uh, the kicker from Oregon, Henry Cattleman. The, uh, the last prep walk-on that I was able to find was Rocco Schramm, who is the son of former CSU defensive end. Love to see that out of Danville, California. 6 foot 1, 225 pounds. All in all, a pretty nice recruiting class for CSU. I think they could probably use another defensive end or edge type. Could probably use another corner as well. But, you know, all things considered, I, I think they were able to, to add talent at a lot of positions of need. And we'll just have to see what else happens. I mean, the roster is always kind of an, an ever-changing thing. Some guys might, you know, after winter camp and, and spring ball decide they want to transfer out. That obviously opens up more scholarships. Other guys elsewhere, you know, might do the same thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, CSU is able to bring someone in. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But altogether, 28 signees, really, really nice class. A, a lot of talent, especially from the transfer portal. And I think that's big just in terms of, being able to flip this thing thing around a little bit quicker, you know? And then obviously there's even more of an added bonus with a lot of these guys already having experience playing for these coaches playing at Nevada. So just a really exciting time, a weird time for sure. Um, you look at like USC bringing over a couple of star guys from Oklahoma and obviously what happened at CSC with Nevada. It's just, it's a new era of football. It's a fun era of football. But it, it's one where, as exciting as it is, it also makes me a little bit nervous because, you know, your your coach getting poached away from being in the exact same situation that Nevada is where, you know, after a half decade of, of progress and seemingly, you know, getting the, the program in a really great place, you basically have to start over because not only do you lose your coach, but your entire roster. I mean, it it, it was more amplified given that it was a, a move within the same conference. Like if... Jay Norvell had gotten hired by Oklahoma or something. I don't think necessarily all these guys come over, maybe one or two. But it's definitely a new world. It's it's very chaotic. It's a little bit hard to follow at times, but it's also exciting. So new times, really excited for spring ball to get here. It will be here before we know it. Make sure you keep up with all of our basketball coverage. Obviously a massive game coming up against San Diego State Friday night. Sold out. Really, really looking forward to, to it. The... Uh, the Rams need this one. They need it bad. It's it's an opportunity to get back on the winning track after, you know, Wyoming stole a heartbreaker from them. But Wyoming's really good, guys. I mean, they beat Boise State last night as well. And that kind of goes back to the point I was trying to make after the loss. Well, yeah, like losing to UNLV and Wyoming back-to-back was rough, and it put CSU in a tough position, especially with this San Diego State matchup. It makes it not basically a must-win. I mean, again, you could still recover. But every other team in the conference is in the exact same position. You know, you're a tough loss or two away from being in the same position that CSU is in right now, and all of these teams have to play each other. So let's just remember that. You know, let's let's have some faith in, in the talent and coaching that's gotten the program to this point. 
but we'll have to see. You know, big time game. We'll see if CSU can rise to the occasion. All right, much love, y'all. I'm Justin Michael. Thank you for listening to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Stay safe out there. Stay warm. Peace. I only seem to write when the words, they don't come to me. I'm staring at this page, and I swear it stares back at me. And read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings. It's been 35, and I ain't even wrote like half a thing. Rhymes that make sense, but more lines that didn't. I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping pivot. Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous. They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas. And features, those ain't favors. My mood rings an alligator. Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater. Staring at white pages. It's habitual behavior, check the flavor, that's some sage advice But confidence a great disguise, and certain lines are idolized Like yeah, I'm fine and I don't mind, it's out of sight, it's out of mind And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find Lost and found memories of places I designed And my imagination's different now, but I swear that